twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. And welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll introduce you to the world of digital two-way radios. We'll discuss the differences between digital and analog systems, the different types of digital standards available, and how you can comfortably migrate from analog to digital radios without a lot of cost and confusion. We'll also review the Vertex Standard Everge EVX530 series radios and take some of your questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialists. We talk about radios a lot on this podcast, hence the name, The Two-Way Radio Show. Most of our discussions focus on analog radio, which has long been a standard for most line-of-sight radio-to-radio communications. However, recent advances in technology have allowed the two-way radio as we know it to transcend the old traditional analog mode and take us into a new era of radio communication, digital radio. But What is digital radio? How does it compare to analog radio technology? What are the advantages and disadvantages of going digital? Is it a unique proprietary type of radio communication or are there universal standards? Are digital radios even compatible with existing analog radio devices or do they require a complete migration to all new radio equipment or systems? Is such a move from analog to digital a difficult or expensive proposition? More importantly, is it worth such a move? Is digital really the future of radio, or is it just a fad? Well, to start with, digital has been around for a while, but it's been really expensive. So you'd see digital radios in huge companies and places where they're using systems like trunk radios, repeaters. What we've seen over the last year is a big price drop with digital radios. It seems like Um, the prices are just now getting to the point where digital radios are ready to go mainstream for particularly the types of customers that we deal with on a day-to-day basis, which is more times than not customers who are using radio-to-radio communication more so than using radios through repeaters and, and so forth. So now that digital radio prices are going down and getting to the point where they're not that much more than a good analog radio, we're seeing much more interest in it, and it makes a lot more sense for businesses to consider digital. So um, why should they consider digital, I guess, was your question. Well, first of all, let's, let's define everything here. What is a digital radio? Well, a digital radio basically means that instead of just encoding a voice and sending it over the airwaves your your radio is turning that voice into ones and zeros essentially 
and sending that data from one radio to another. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, there can be things like error correcting and, and so forth. So the quality is much, much, much better. Um, you know, with analog radios, the further you get away from the radio that's transmitting, the lower the quality goes. You you know, if you're really close to somebody, you're going to get a great signal. If you're mm-hmm. far away, you're going to get you're going to hear the voice, but it's going to be mixed in with a lot of static. And, you know, people are just used to this with two-way radios. And there's going to be a lot of noise, and there's going to be that, uh, that you know, can, can you repeat that last <laughs> transmission because I didn't get all of that sort of thing. Right. And with digital, that goes away. And that's the biggest advantage, and that's the biggest difference between analog and digital. You, with a digital radio, it's crystal clear. As long as you've got a signal, it's crystal clear. What are some of the other advantages of going digital? I mean, that's a pretty obvious one right there. But uh, there's some others that, that maybe people uh, really don't think about that might be really important to them. Um, well, because digital radios um, are usually more expensive, you see more built-in features. And the, mm-hmm. even the, the technology or the protocol that they use to encode things digitally has more features. The um, A big one is one-to-one communication or the ease of one-to-one communication. You see these digital technologies make it easy to create talk groups and you know each radio can have its own ID and it, you can program a channel or a phone book into the radio. So it's easy for me to take my radio and say, I want to talk just to Rick mm-hmm. instead of to everyone on channel one all the time. So that's not important to a lot of companies, but that is really important to, to some companies and in certain situations. And it, it may be something where... You don't think you're going to use it, but then you get the radios and you find yourself doing this all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another one is more efficient use of bandwidth. Um, Both of the digital standards that we're going to talk about today um, use six and a quarter equivalency or six true six and a quarter kilohertz bandwidth, um, which is much better than the twelve and a half. That we have today, the narrow banding that we've just moved to over the last couple of years. So um, you can fit a lot more um, users in the same space is essentially what that's saying. Now, one of the other advantages is that as opposed to analog, uh, where it's pretty much voice or data, you can mix all that up on a digital signal, right? You can send it all over together. You can. These, these uh, digital radios will combine voice and data. There will be data modes, and mm-hmm. I guess we'll get in a little more later about what your data is capable of, and um, there's different voice paths or paths you can set up. You can set up a voice path and a data path. Um, that, that makes it, for a it lot more It may be a little more detail than we want to get into today. Yeah, but that still makes for a lot more versatility. Oh, sure. Uh, text messaging. A lot of radios are capable of, of sending a text message or uh, allowing you to choose from a predefined list of text messages. Um, it's definitely an option. What about uh, privacy? I mean, privacy has always been an issue with two-way radios. Right. I'm going to say that digital radios offer enhanced privacy. Um, a regular scanner is usually not going to be able to pick up a digital signal. You'll mm-hmm. You may hear... Uh, something, but you won't be able to make out really what's being said. Um, and as far as I know, there are not scanners at this point that are capable of um, decoding 
a, a DMR or an NXDN uh, signal. Um, there may be at some point in the future, and you know, don't consider yourself, you know, fully private over a digital signal because if someone else has a radio and really knows what they're doing, they could listen in. Well, those are the advantages of going digital. What what are some of the disadvantages? Um, historically, the disadvantage has always been price, and that's really still the case. You're going to pay more for a digital radio than you are for an analog radio. The reason that we're talking about them now is because finally that price is getting to the point where it's probably worth it for a lot of people to make the jump mm-hmm. to digital versus analog, but I would still list price as the top disadvantage. I mean, you're, you're looking at you know, 250 to $300 for an entry-level digital radio, and that's compared to maybe $170 for an entry-level analog radio. Another is the um, all-or-nothing audio, I'm going to call it. The range on digital is not as good as the range on uh, analog. With analog, if you're two miles apart, if you're right on the edge of your range, you'll still, you still may hear... Um, some voice. You may be able to make out what they're saying. With digital, you're going to have crystal clear reception up until about the 80 to 90% of your range mark. And they'll just drop out. And then you'll get nothing. (laughs) Right. Um, So I like to say digital provides better signal further, Mm -hmm. but um, you will not get quite the range that you'll get with analog. Um, another disadvantage is that there are competing standards. There's not really a single standard for using digital right now. Um, a couple of brands are using DTR. A couple of um, there are a couple of brands are using DMR, and a couple of brands are using NXDN. There's also uh, some other standards that are used in Europe. There's not one universal standard. To me, I think that's kind of a shame because if there was a a universal standard for digital. I think uh, I think things might be easier for the market and and people adopting digital because right now I think that's one of the the reasons why uh, digital has not made inroads into uh, the commercial or the consumer market faster than it has, and that's because you're having to struggle with okay, if I pick a standard, I kind of have to stick with that standard. Yeah, I can kind of see it. Um two ways and there are definitely companies that are looking at digital and say well there's still some things to shake out here it doesn't make sense for me to to invest the money at this point but you can also look at it um, and it it may be an industry where you don't have to have one standard Mm -hmm. i mean the these i'm calling them standards but they are somewhat open if let's say you go with a manufacturer that uses a certain type of digital, none of these are exclusive to one manufacturer. If the manufacturer you choose goes out of business for some reason or switches to a different standard in the future, there will be other brands that still offer radios that are compatible with what you are using. Well, that's some consolation. Yeah, there, there's no technology that's only used by one manufacturer. Well, um, let's take a look at the different types of digital standards available? Uh, well, one I'm going to kind of talk about, and then we're going to throw it out the window. It is the, the DTR series from Motorola. Um, we sell these DTR radios, but and they claim to be digital, and they are, but they use um, 
sort of their own proprietary technology. They use frequency hopping, spread spectrum, but they'll only talk to other Motorola DTR radios. And they're kind of outside the scope of the digital that we're talking about in this episode. So we're going to sit those aside um, and talk about NXDN and DMR. Now, these uh, DTR radios and and radios like them um, uh, operate generally on 900 megahertz frequencies. That's right. Which is basically makes this license free. Now, and that's one of the big advantages to it is that they're lower power digital radios, uh, you know, the DTRs, and, and uh, there, there are a few other uh, makes and models as well. But, but these are license free radios. So you can buy these things and you don't, that, that's pretty much it. You don't need to have a license. Right. They, they have some advantages. License free is one of them. Um, and I really like this series. They let you do the the phone book and one to one calling and and all that, um, but they differ from standard radios that we normally deal with on a day to day basis. They're not really comparable to analog because you can't do things with them like use a repeater. Yeah. They're also limited to one watt of power. So if you find yourself needing more range, you're never going to get it with a DTR radio. So you, if you decide to go with that technology, it's great. But you have to know what you're getting into, and, and if you ever need more range, you're not going to get it. Like They're great if you have a retail store, for mm-hmm. example, that, you know, I'm, I'm never going to make this store 20 times the size it is now. I wouldn't be in a situation where I need a repeater. So it, it makes sense there. It doesn't make sense for um, some other. Like a large uh, chain store or something where, where you really need to, uh, to have that expandability. Or, you know, a golf course golf or course, yeah. know, um, something like Manufacturing that. Manufacturing plant or something. Yeah, maybe a warehouse where you could add uh, another building or need to combine locations, that, that type of thing. What we're talking about are NXDN and DMR. And um, NXDN uses a, a digital technology, I'm going to call it, called FDMA, which means Frequency Division Multiple Access. This standard was created by Kenwood and ICOM combined. And you see the Kenwood Next Edge series and the ICOM IDIS series or technology, which uses uh, this. And those those two radios, Kenwood and ICOM, will talk to each other. So if you decided to go with ICOM today or Kenwood today, you mm-hmm. could later add in ICOM radios to your fleet, and they would be able to communicate. Um, DMR uses TDMA technology, which is time division multiple access, and that's used by Motorola in their Turbo Series, also Vertex Standard, Hytera, um, all use the DMR technology. Uh, both of these technologies are based on open standards, but you may find manufacturers implementing brand-specific frequencies from time to time. Like, I know there's a lot of Motorola Turbo features, or I'm not going to say a lot, there are several Motorola Turbo features if you choose to use those, you can never add a Hytera or a, an Everge radio from Vertex Standard to your fleet because they don't support the turbo-specific features. Um, NXDN, which is the Kenwood and ICOM technology, is capable of true 6.25 kilohertz channels. So that means that the channels on those radios are going to work very much like analog works today. Um, DMR, however, uses a minimum of 12.5 kilohertz, which is the narrow band standard that we're used to today, but it achieves 6.25 equivalency 
by providing two channels in that bandwidth. Now, we were talking about this the other day, and uh, you put up a kind of a chart up here on the board showing how those two were different, how they operated differently. And, you know, from someone just looking at it for the first time, it still can be kind of confusing because, you know, at first glance you can say, well, aren't they both using uh, doing essentially the same thing? But um, they're really not. They are. It depends on how you look at it. I mean, basically, you can have two frequencies with ICOM and Kenwood in uh, two completely different frequencies assigned to two different channels, and each of those operate the same way you're used to with analog, where you have two channels. It's just both of those would only be using 6.25 kilohertz of bandwidth. With DMR and Motorola, it gets a little more complicated because you're always using a 12.5 kilohertz bandwidth, but they can split that. Motorola can split that bandwidth into two channels all the time. Um, So channel one and two would both be on the same frequency, but they would act completely independently of each other. Now, an advantage there for Motorola is if you have a repeater, then you've automatically got two distinct repeater channels with only the purchase of one repeater, whereas Mm -hmm. you may have to have two repeaters um, to do two channels otherwise. Now, these two uh, systems are not cross-compatible. They're not. If you you have DMR radios, you're not going to be able to talk to an NXDN radio without some type of interface box. Yeah. So... Which one of these do you think will win? Because I I understand that DMR is very popular in some circles because apparently it's a little bit easier to deal with in some some ways uh, than NXDN. But NXDN has some advantages as well. Um, In the end, which one do you think will win out as far as the standard is concerned? Or or do we really need to have a winner? I mean, are they both always going to coexist, or is this going to turn into some sort of VHS versus beta max type of uh, video cassette thing that we saw you know, years ago? If I had to put money on a winner, um, I would. It, it's hard to bet against Motorola. What Motorola goes with, um, if we had to have a winner, I would say it's, it's going to be DMR because Motorola is the number one radio manufacturer in the world. Hytera is the second largest two-way manufacturer in the world, and they also use DMR. Um, So I would say that if one has to win, it's going to be DMR. But my opinion is that one doesn't have to win. Mm -hmm. I think that there's a lot of NXDN radios in the market already. Um, There's a lot of reasons to choose NXDN. ICOM and Kenwood make great radios, and it it doesn't mean that they have to go away. This technology doesn't have to go away. As long as they're making radios, if you choose Kenwood, if you choose ICOM, you're going to be able to find a, a radio compatible with the system that you choose. This isn't, I don't think it's a VHS, beta, HD, DVD, Blu-ray kind of mm-hmm. battle. I think that we can have two standards here. And there's actually more standards. There's a, a PDMR that's used in um, Europe a lot that's not compatible with either one of these. And there, may, who knows, there may be another standard on its way in uh, at some point as well. So, uh, you Just know, who knows what the future will bring in terms of digital. 
Yeah, and, and with the way two-way radios are used by, uh, I mean, a business is deciding which technology they want, and they buy the infrastructure that, that matches it. You don't really have to have cross-compatibility. You know, you don't have to, the fact that your business isn't compatible with the business down the street is, is irrelevant. Yeah. Well, here we have two basic standards, but still, this brings up the question, well, wait a minute, um, I'm going to have to choose between one of these two standards, but am I even ready for digital yet? Uh, what if I'm, I'm still dealing with analog here, and I know I'm going to, at some point, probably have to migrate to a digital format as the technology progresses, um, but... I'm not quite ready to do that, and this looks like a, uh, an expensive proposition for me. What, what are my options here? Um, is it going to be difficult? Is it going to be a, a Herculean task to transition from analog to digital? Um, fortunately, I think the answer is no. You're right. Um, they do make it fairly easy to transition from analog to digital, and the way that you would do that uh, – well. It helps that digital radios are backwards compatible with analog. Yes. So any of these yes. digital radios, you'll be able to program in an analog frequency. So let's say you, you're a small business. You have 20 radios right now. All are analog. And you know you're going to have to replace radios, but you don't want to throw them all out the window and buy 20 digitals because that's going to be expensive. As mm-hmm. your radios start to be replaced, buy digital radios, program them to analog initially, and it's going to be easier to have to transition a group at a time. Mm-hmm. Let's say in our example, 20 radios, we have four channels, each channel five users are, are using. Mm-hmm. You can give, as soon as you get to five digital radios, you can convert one channel entirely to digital. See, that's the beauty of it, that uh, there are a lot of models out there. A lot of these digital radios can operate uh, analog and digital and a lot of them can operate now in a mixed mode where they can they can pretty much do both. So that makes it a lot easier to make that transition. You can just add to your fleet as you need it and then slowly phase out the analog radios over time, uh, you know, through attrition. Exactly. Yeah. I think and that that makes most sense. That makes most economic sense, really. Yeah, that, that's the best way to go. You know, replace your radios one at a time instead of replacing every one of them at, at, at once. And just as you're replacing them, buy digital. And then you have the capability later on to convert everything over to digital whenever you have enough radios. Or do it in pieces if you're breaking up into, uh, into groups anyway. It sounds like an expensive proposition and a really big deal, but it may not be as, as – it's, it's really not as bad as all that. It's just uh, you, you can kind of do this at your own pace. The question is, is this digital thing? Is it just uh, uh, something that we're experiencing for, uh, for the time being, or is this the future? Is digital the future of radio? Digital is the future of radio. Uh, I have no doubt about that. Um, the the big thing that's going to push it into being the future is a, a change the FCC made. Um, as of this year, as I understand it, they're no longer going to type accept new radios that don't support what's called six and a quarter equivalency, which right now you can only achieve six and a quarter equivalency by using one of these digital standards. Mm. So any new business radios that, that come to market 
after January 1st of this year should be supporting digital. So over time, you're going to see analog transition out. You're going to see um, either really old analog models mm-hmm. or you're going to see new new digital models. I mean, they, they did this to television broadcasting uh, at the turn of the century. And uh, there's no doubt that this is just a matter of time before they, they make this a complete move to digital uh, with radios as well. Well, we saw the uh, narrowband um, deal go in a couple of years ago, and you may see something like that um, happen again where the FCC forces everyone to relicense and go to six and a quarter instead of um, 12 and a half. I don't think that's on the horizon, but I think that they are preparing for it by saying they're not going to type accept anything that doesn't support six and a quarter. That's good to know, especially if you're considering making a move to digital in the near future. Maybe it's better to do this sooner rather than later, if if you can. Uh, well, any other comments on uh, digital? We've learned a lot of things about uh, digital, digital versus analog today. Oh, but we have just scratched the surface. That's right. Yeah. Got a ways to go. This is just an introductory um, episode, and uh, we will probably be talking a lot more about digital. Yeah, we uh, need to do some more future. episodes, maybe digging into uh, NXDN and, and DMR a yeah. little deeper. Um, and, you know, look for that. All right. Well, coming up, we'll review the Vertex Standard Everge EVX530 series radios. Are these the ultimate in digital radio technology, or are you better off sticking with analog? Well, we'll find out next on the Two Way Radio Show. Searching for Two Way Radios? Buy Two Way Radios has what you need. My Two-Way Radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name-brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. My Two-Way Radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. Our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show, and this week we're going to review a series of radios from Vertex Standard, the Everge EVX530. Vertex Standard uh, has released the the new Everge line, I guess maybe a little over a year ago. It's their fully uh, DMR-compatible radios, Um, and I I was pretty excited about being able to have access to something that's going to be moto turbo compatible um you know years past we've had people call us and say i've got an, a moto turbo radio and 
unfortunately, I mean, we were able to carry some of the Motorola um, radios, but not uh, not some of these higher end turbos. Um, but Everge, you know, Vertex Standard came to the rescue with the the digital uh, DMR radios. Um, yeah, you know what we see is people that were oversold turbos. Like yes. maybe they went to their local two way radio dealer and. Um, they don't. They don't even really look at what you need. They would look at, uh, well, we want to sell you seven or eight hundred dollar radios. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had a customer like that about a year ago. That that was it was a construction company, and they were using uh, um, Moto Turbo radio. I can't remember the model number, but it was you know about a twelve hundred dollar radio, and you know guys beat them up, and they needed a, another. All they loved the digital, but they. They didn't want to spend twelve hundred dollars a pop, so I switched them to Everge and got one of the radios in. You know, had it scanned and programmed uh, the new radios to match, and they work like a champ. But uh, it's important th- to note also, Vertex Standard is owned by Motorola, so you're not really you're not going with an inferior product yeah. by buying a Vertex Standard. Well, they they're. Vertex Standard is its own freestanding company. You gotta, they, they're sure it is. Yeah, yeah, that's what they want you. They're in all the meetings I've been in with the Vertex people. They're very adamant about that that they are their own um, people. But uh, I think they were bailed out. <laughs> but uh, it, you know, that's neither here nor there. But I love this radio. Um, everything about it. They've got uh, there's there's three tiers or three three radios in the series the 531 uh the 534 and the 539 um the 531 is your basic looking uh handheld radio with uh, no display and three programmable keys the 534 series is a, a smaller screen with seven programmable keys and then the the uh the daddy of them all is the evx 539 which is bigger a little bit bigger screen with the uh nine programmable keys on it um what these radios are capable of is pretty amazing stuff i mean it's um it's hard to be even scratch the surface with on this uh you know few minute uh description of them but just you know some of the some of the capabilities that uh you know People like the text messaging. People like, um, they have a system called ARTS, A-R-T-S. And basically, that is your, uh, when ARTS is turned on, that is your um, system to, it sends pings to the radios. And you know if somebody's in your in your area or if they're just out. If somebody turns the radio off, you know, whatever, it, it knows um, who's going to be able to hear it and things like that. Um, it's also very important for, like, the loan workers and things like that. You know, if you activate that kind of stuff, people going down in manholes or, or whatever and, and you know, being able to, to keep up with them. But um, text messaging is, you know, with the display screens is, op- you know, a definite option on uh, – on the radios, the direct one-to-one calling, you know, that's available on your uh, display models. Um, and, and the sound quality is, yeah. is like us holding a conversation right here. I was going to uh, say, when I was testing the radios in the beginning, I was impressed with the sound quality of uh, – and, and, I mean, this is all basically the same radio – uh, just one doesn't have a keypad. The other one has uh, the the limited keypad. The other one the full keypad. Otherwise, it's basically the same 
the same radio, the same quality. Um, the the sound quality on this is awesome. I mean, you it, demoed these radios a, a, about a week ago, didn't you? Anthony? I did. And compared to a, them to analog to a company that was using five watt Motorola CP two hundreds, and they've been using them for a couple of years, and they were it was very staticky. One hundred sixty thousand square foot building, which is nothing. Um, I took um, their radio and put it next to a to program. I took a Everge radio program the exact same way. Their radio, very staticky, didn't reach all the building um, in some spots. It was just, you just could not hear um, very well. And with the digital, it worked, again, like you and I are talking now. It was that clear. Throughout, you know, I had them go all over this building, you know, go to the spots where you have the biggest problems, and it was crystal clear. You said they were very impressed with the they were. performance they, of the radio. They were. They um, Now, they didn't, they just, they needed simple, um, you know, radio to radio communication they weren't interested in any of the um you know arts features or text messaging or um you know anything like that they needed something that's durable which it is very Mm -hmm. very durable it's uh it is a fully waterproof radio um dust resistant um built a mill specs i mean it's going to be able to you know it's going to be it's going to be able to take a beating um and that's what these guys needed so I I love this radio, and and I'll tell you another thing that impresses me is all of them also have a basic battery package or a high capacity, Mm -hmm. and when the radios are used in digital mode, you get better battery life over the when they're using analog. Um, Sometimes as much as two or three hours Mm -hmm. average when you use them in the digital in the digital mode. I mean, you think about you know a, a standard analog radio giving you you know 11 hour 11 and a half hours and, and digital can give you over 15 that's a big jump especially for people running longer shifts or dual shifts or whatever the case may be um that's a that's a huge plus uh, i mean of course that all depends on how much they're sending and receiving all day long but um you know it's a pretty big jump um for for usage on the on a single charge um Again, like I said, it's it's hard to. Uh, we've sold quite a few of these, not as many as we we like, but we you know as we mentioned earlier, we've had people that you know are replacing radios. You know they call in and they've got an old discontinued analog radio, and of course there's you know always going to be a replacement usually for it. You know like a you got an old VX one eighty from Vertex. You know basically you're, you could go to a two thirty one, but I've got people doing, like we said earlier, switching it, you know, program to analog mode. And as you're replacing these things, you know, one or two at a time. And then when you get them all, you know, you've got all digital, switch everything over to digital. It's a pretty simple fix uh, in, in the mm. programming. Um, this isn't even a cost prohibitive type of um, uh, digital radio. I, I've seen some digital radios that are that are very expensive in the past and this is uh this isn't really all that cost prohibitive no it's it's for what you're getting i mean the bottom line is this the company that i spoke to last week just bought cp200s two years ago those are and they paid a ton for them i saved them yes they had to buy all new radios but when you're a multi-million or even like this company's a multi-billion dollar company not having your communication there or clear communication, essentially, it could cost you 
it's going to cost you oh, time yeah. and it's going to cost you a lot of money. Um, so I think that's what a lot of people need to look at is how important your communications are for your business um, and whether or not it could be a money thing, even a life or death thing um, mm-hmm. where you can't get clear communication um, or be able to get a hold of someone or, or whatever the case may be. I think a lot of companies will look at that and go, that's, that's, you know, it's worth spending a little bit more for the digital than it just goes to a standard analog. Yeah. I yeah, In the case you're talking about, the, the Everge 531s, I believe, were less than the CP200s. They were half of what he paid for his, uh, <laughs> yeah. for his uh, CP200. Well, so he could see the savings right there. Yeah, a lot of times customers are comparing the – they're on our website. They're comparing this radio, which is, what, the low 300s? Three, yeah, the 531 with the standard battery is three sixteen ninety five. Okay, $316 compared to an entry-level analog, which is around $170. That's, that seems like a big jump, but it's really not. Most people are paying $300 yeah. Yeah. for uh, an entry-level radio anyway. That's right. It, uh, and what you get with these digital radios is, is worth that jump. You know, you were saying that they they didn't see themselves using a lot of those other digital features, but I can – safely say that over time they will probably start using them because they're there and over time probably begin to depend on some of them well they'll they'll look at it and they know what the radio is capable of and it it may come to a time where they go oh man i wish i had text messaging yeah you know well you know what we can your radio you don't have to go and buy a whole new set of radios we can do this for you on this on this everge radio i think what when they were able to hear the quality difference between the, the digital and their analogs, I mean, the CP200 was a great radio. Sure. I mean, it faced it out recently, but it had a great run uh, for Motorola. Um, a lot of people love that radio. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are disappointed it's gone away, but it's like everything else. Everything's got to come to an end eventually. But when they were able to hear how clear it was, how um, – you know how loud it was it was great it pumps out great sound volume and this is a loud manufacturing plant um they were they were blown away by it i mean i was in there 45 minutes and they their minds were made up that that's that was the one for them the everge series also has um a way of eliminating background noise yes yes which is just amazing when vertex came into our office to to demo these radios that was the thing that really amazed me is is uh, he would get behind a very loud like we would turn the the speakers on the computer yeah, or something yeah. and it, none of that was transmitted at all all we could hear on the other side was was the voice and it was crystal clear that's right that was one of the things that did impress me about the the radios and you were talking about in a manufacturing plant a radio like this um there are features here i could see them using uh, maybe sooner rather than later, uh, you know, lone worker alerts, emergency alerts, things that, you know, those are type of features that uh, in a manufacturing warehouse environment, that sort of thing can really become important. To be fair, those are, those are features that are probably available on some analog models, but there are certainly things that uh, are available on the digital that um, they'll use. And, uh, and these are using the DMR uh, standard, so yes. 
which means that they are also um, compatible with the Moto Turbo, right? Yes, they so are compatible with the, the Moto Turbo. Um, so if you're using Moto Turbo radios in your environment, picking up radios like these as an addition. Well, that's what we're seeing. Like yeah. I said earlier, we're seeing a lot of people that are that bought the uh, the big, um, what is it, the XTS 5000 XLSs and 2500, those are turbo. Mm-hmm. And they're expensive. They're very expensive. You know, a guy runs over one with a forklift or drops it in an, a, a, the ocean or a lake and it goes away. You know, that's a twelve, fifteen hundred dollar hit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, get a get an Everge radio fully compatible. And like I said earlier, what we find is that people are oversold. They are. I mean, a lot of times you don't need the features of that $1,500. We'll find people that are, are spending $1,500 on radios and using it, using none of the features that, <laughs> that make it cost so much. And we're know? not going to oversell you either. If you call me and you say, I've got a small retail store that's 5,000 square feet, I'm not going to put you on an Everge radio. I'm just mm-hmm. not going to do it. Um, unless they really want one. <laughs> unless they want it. I mean, if they absolutely want it, yes. But... There's, uh, you know, I think uh, for for this model, unless they go come out with a one watt uh, or two watt digital radio that's small and compact for somebody's going to want that, then yeah. But for, um, you know, there's definitely there's definitely companies out here that this that the digital radios would be very beneficial for. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and like I said, over the, I guess the next few radio shows we'll go more into depth with it um hopefully talk to some some vertex standard reps and get some of them in here that i mean they're the true professionals on these and and uh you know every time i talk to them about they're they're so excited about this e-verge so excited about it i mean that comes with a nice radio with with you know all the manufacturers gonna be excited about their stuff but these guys are just and and i'm excited about it i mean i think it's you know we get uh um, the calls are starting to come in for them and, and, but seeing the, you know, the saying, the, the old saying, the proof's in the pudding, mm-hmm. seeing the difference that they are over analog, I'm sold. I am too. After holding one of my hands for a while and messing around with it, I'm sold too. I mean, the, the quality, it feels, I mean, it feels that like the quality well, is there. It's hard to get the point across on a website. Of why you would spend fifty percent more, for example, for a, a Everge EVX five thirty one than you would for an Icom forty eleven or an F two thousand? It's sort of hard to get people to understand. But when you when we go out and demo these, and mm-hmm. you hand a person a, a five thirty one and a two thousand, and you do the same test, I mean, instantly they'll say, "I'm going with the digital radio." And what did you say the price was on on these? The things? entry level five thirty one no display, basic uh, you know thirteen hundred and eighty milliamp battery three sixteen ninety five. And of course, if you enter the promo code show at checkout, you can save an additional five percent off. That. That's right. So that saves even more. So all in all, that sounds like a pretty good deal. Um, so you, you call this a cool little radio? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, yeah. it's it's. I you know maybe we can get some sound clips or something uh putting uh the two side by side you know analog versus digital um get it to where 
you know, somebody else's in our building or outside the building and try to get the analog as scratchy as we can and just see how the, the analog you'll be able to, it's, it's night and day difference. Definitely. I wish we had an audio clip here, but we're still working on the audio clips for some of these new radios. So, um, we'll get them up there on the website as soon as, uh, as soon as get those done. Yep. Well, um, any other comments on the, uh, EV X, uh, five thirty series? Any other? I think we broke the ice a little bit on it. I think we did. Yeah. I think we covered the ground pretty well. All right. Well, we've got some uh, comments and questions uh, from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. The first one comes from Rodek. Rodek says, Hi, I recently purchased a pair of Motorola Talkabouts to use in our family ski vacations, which I'm disappointed with since they don't have coverage from top to bottom of a larger mountain, and certainly none when on the other side of a mountain. I want to upgrade to something more powerful that will still allow us to communicate with our friends who also use the talkabouts. Any recommendations? Um, I know this is a novice question, but hoping someone might be able to point me in the right direction. And that's from Rodek. Well, um, if they're looking for more power, uh, certainly there are GMRS options with more power. The um, Cobra um, GMRS Marine Radio combo that we talked about yeah. last week is an example uh, with the removable antenna, you may be able to put something on there uh, that'll get you better range just by upgrading the antenna. Now, um, sounds like maybe your circumstance is limiting you. If you want to talk from one side of a mountain to the other, it's going to be yeah. tough just because you know radio signals aren't really going to penetrate the earth that's in between you from one side to the other. Yeah, I, I don't think it really matters what type of radio you're using. If you're on different sides of the same mountain or a couple of mountains in the way there um it's you know i mean this is a line of sight thing if you if you're not in line of sight of that other radio it's it's not it's, going to work very well i'm pretty sure that the the friends that they mentioned in there they're having the same problem yeah i mean unless yeah. their friends are using a gmrs repeater or you know something like that i'm sure they're having the exact same problem um you know that's that's, yeah. that's a yeah Sticky situation say, on that. A GMRS repeater is probably um, the really the option that you need. And there, there are websites. I believe mygmrs.com is one that we mentioned yeah, before. we mentioned that several times. They'll let you look up um, GMRS repeaters that are in your area. You may be able to find one that you can use. And some Motorola talk about models support repeaters. Um, so that may be an option for you. But remember, always ask. A, a GMRS repeater is going to be owned by someone, so you want to get on the repeater and ask permission before you you just jump on there and start using it that's true and our next question comes from troy and troy uh, wants to know will the motorola cls 1410 work with the kenwood pro talk xls so far they don't seem to work channel to channel can they be programmed thanks and that's from troy yeah actually i believe that um they work right out of the box um they'll talk to each other so if they're not, that tells me that one of your radios is not set to defaults. Now, um, there is a version of the ProTalk 3230 XLS that um, is not from the ProTalk series, so mm -hmm. it may be physically programmed by a dealer. Um, so I, what I would do is start by resetting both radios to their, their defaults and see if they work. If they don't, then you got something non-standard. If your Kenwood, if your Kenwood won't reset, then you've got 
a fully programmed something. Somebody's gone in and written it with software. Yeah, it's like I mean, the easiest way to look at it is look at your your you know the CLS is obviously new, so it's going to be you know certain frequencies um, or set up you know default more than likely. But the the thirty two thirty easiest way to look at it is look at the screen. If it says one ch, there's no telling what's pro. That means something other than the pre-programmed frequencies is in there. If it says 1-01 or 2-01, then we got we we can probably uh is it, it's a lot easier to figure out what you're using cuz that means it's still in the pro talk mode. Hmm. It's it's pretty simple to figure out your frequencies then. Okay. If, well, the, if the reset doesn't work, you can give us a call and we can reprogram those 3230s either way. Yeah. Um that's true. So we can help all right. Well, I guess that does it for our comments and questions this week. Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buy2wayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, blueberry.com, or stream it uh, on Stitcher. All right, before we go, any other final words on uh, today's topic? I think we covered it. All right. We're good. All right, we're good. All right, well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWayRadios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening, and until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out.